Ready, set, go! Hey guys, welcome back to the EV Diaries, your home for EVs in small town America. Now, I am going to give you fair warning. This may be an unedited episode because uh, it's been a busy week. I've got a busy day planned as I'm recording this, but I definitely wanted to give you some information. To start out, I got an update from Bill in Arizona. If you remember, Bill has the Kona and he told us about the recall with the battery issue. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, that issue was fixed with a firmware upgrade after they determined that his battery pack had never suffered any damage. Um, there was a concern of overcharging, which could possibly lead to a fire. Not exactly what you want your car to do. Well, Bill let me know that uh, he's now under another recall. Apparently, a sensor in the braking system can fail, which reduces the braking power. Now, braking, in my experience, seems to be a, a critical thing. The affected models include the latest builds, the newest ones that's on the road, and the recall is for a total of, um, I think the article I read said, 8,176 affected vehicles. Now... This is the Kona Electric and the Hyundai Nexo, which is a hydrogen fuel cell crossover. Now, apparently these use the same brake boosting system, and I find that just sort of interesting. A little side note here. Uh, the Kona, you would expect to have regenerative braking. That seems unnecessary for the Nexo, which is not going to recapture some of that energy to put back on batteries. Maybe it does. I don't know. Um, wasn't even aware that Nexo existed until this recall. But getting back on point, um, the Kona Electric, the Hyundai Nexo, is um, under this recall. And um, I, I would assume that all the Nexos are in California because I don't know anywhere else that would have the infrastructure to support that. But anyway, my understanding is that the fix is, again, a firmware upgrade that will bypass the sensor warning and keeps braking at full strength. Now, thinking about this, why in the world would you ever want to lose braking strength? Um, if anybody can tell me that, uh, email me at ben at ev, evdiaries.com. Um, that's just insane to me that you would ever want to lose braking strength. Now, I understand using a braking booster to enhance the strength, but why would you ever want that to not work? Anyway, now you'll get a dash light without the reduced braking. Um, now, and I wanted to say, before we start thinking poorly of the Kona or Hyundai in general, and before we start thinking that these cars are problematic, let, let's consider a handful of things. Recalls and updates are, in fact, a way of life. 
and have been since the National Highway Traf Traffic Safety Administration has been a thing. Um, recalls are inconvenient, but they happen all the time. Some are serious, some are not. Some are very minor issues, and some are just deadly design flaws. I would say that this issue is serious with a medium to high risk, um, but it seems like the fix is an easy fix. Second point I want to make is that sensors fail. I know this from experience. Um, as a plant engineer for a company that makes air ride systems for big trucks, um, and I'm not going to mention the name, but when I worked there, we had sensors that failed all the time, and they would prevent machines from running. Some were safety sensors, but most were just to determine the position of the machine. Either way, for me it was job security. Uh, even recently, um, I had an oil pressure sensor go bad on my daughter's Chevy Cruze. After several YouTube videos, I determined where the sensor was located. To get to it, I had to remove the air intake filter box, um, the tire, and the wheel liner. Uh, from there, I had to take off the timing belt and drop the AC compressor out of place. I thought this was a little bit extra. <laughs> Horrible place to put a sensor. But at least I didn't have to completely disassemble the front of the car like the people in the videos had done. So I did all of this work, and keep in mind, I am not a mechanic, so it took a few hours. When I get to this point of disassembly, there was no sensor there. What the heck? Um, I climbed out from under the car, and I'm staring at this mess that used to be a fully functioning engine and then I saw it right there in front of me very accessible in fact I can pop the hood right now and touch it with no disassembly required this car is a rebuild I'm not sure what engine is in it um, but it wasn't the one that everybody on YouTube thought it should be Regardless, after a few choice words and um, everything, I replaced the sensor, I reassembled the car, and I'm happy to say it worked. Knock on wood. But, if you told me that one day I would be taking the timing chain off of a car, I would have called you insane. I mean, it's not my wheelhouse. Okay, the third point I want to make is automotive and system engineers cannot predict every situation. Um, cars, and when I say cars, all cars today have hundreds of sensors and hundreds of moving parts, which leads to an insane amount of things that can go wrong. Um, we once had a 2002 Xterra. I think it was 2002. It was the first year that they came out with the round headlights of the first generation. Um, anyway, it was built in Smyrna, Tennessee, which is about three hours away from me. We had it all of two weeks when the airbag light started flashing. Now, the airbag light was supposed to come on for a few seconds and then go off. So I get the manual out, and the manual said that it 
was supposed to come on for a few seconds and then go off. But if it remains solid, then we should return the vehicle immediately to the dealership. But this one was blinking. I didn't realize at the time that this was essentially a bomb waiting to go off in my face. Anyway, we drove it another two or three days and then took it back to the dealership. I guess I was hoping that it would go away. It never did. Um, the dealership wound up keeping it a week. And since this was my wife's primary daily drive, she was really wanting it back. I forget what they gave us as a... Uh, as a loaner car, but uh, she definitely wanted the Xterra back. The reason they kept it a week was because they had no clue what was causing the problem. In fact, the engineers from Smyrna came up, removed the steering column from the vehicle, and took it back with them. Um, never found out what the issue was. I don't even know if it led to a recall. But whatever it was, mine was the first one in the world to do whatever it did. Yay me. And this will be my final point. I realize that handful would indicate five, but I'm going to stop at four. And this is my fourth point. How many times has your phone or computer been updated since you got it? This is a routine thing. Well, EVs are basically computers on wheels. For that matter, all modern cars are, but in the grand scheme of things, EVs are rolling computers more so than traditional cars. We know that Tesla pushes things out from time to time. Uh, sometimes it's a new feature like their, their little fart button, um, but how often is it to fix glitches? Would, would we even know? Now, before I go on, I will say one thing where this point sort of breaks down. Um, updating a, a cell phone is different than, say, updating a car in the fact that my cell phone doesn't carry me down the road at highway speeds. Um, I would definitely want the system in the car to be more robust than the operating system on my phone. Um, but we also know that these systems, neither in the car or on the phone, are going to be perfect. But anyway, getting back to the Kona, I don't know the, the inherent connection of the Kona um, but, you know, newer models will have more features and pushing an update, even a recall, is just going to be a thing. It's, it's just like, it will be just like updating the cell phone as far as that goes. And we know sometimes when it comes to cell phones, we've seen things, uh, <laughs> they make things worse before the engineers scramble and, and fix the fix. Um, so... I guess we should be prepared for this to a degree. Uh, we are going to trust that these uh, automotive engineers, these system engineers working for these uh, companies producing EVs, we're going to anticipate and expect them to, um, to be sure they're sure before they push anything out as far as an update goes. 
the bottom line is that all of these issues are everyday issues and we should just expect them with EVs. Um, I guess you can consider growing pains and I guess we should recognize it as such especially as EV adoption in America continues to grow. Think about it. We expect our phones to be glitchy and need updates. We expect it with our computers. We even expect it with our smart TVs. So let's just expect it with our cars. And everything should be okay as long as they don't rearrange our apps. Guys, that's all I've got for today. Um, big shout out to Bill for keeping us updated on his Kona saga and the experience he's having. Um, I'm sure from the emails exchanged I've I've had with Bill, he um, he really wouldn't trade his Kona for anything. Uh, he's he's really pleased with it, uh, and that says a lot. Uh, owner satisfaction when it comes to EVs. You don't hear a lot of negative things on EV ownership. So let's keep that in mind. And we'll just recognize this for what it is. So remember, the EV revolution is here. Growing pains and all, it's a fun ride. <music>